Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Peterson's strobe tuners are quite literally the best tuners in the world. Available in the form of the Stomp HD pedal, the Strobo Clip Clip-On, and even an iOS and Android-supported strobe tuning app. The Strobo Stomp HD comes in an incredibly high-quality standard effects pedal size chassis with an absolutely whopping LCD screen size and user-defined variable color display, featuring over a hundred exclusive sweetened tunings designed to help correct inherent tuning issues exhibited by many instruments. And the guided tunings mode, my favorite, displays numeric string values instead of traditional note names, making for surefire, intuitive, and rapid retuning to any number of open and alternative tunings. Peterson tuners make tuning accuracy simple and definite. It's probably the most important part of your pedal board, so why go for anything other than the best? Check them out at petersontuners.com. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by J.D. Short. Hello. And Matt Knight. Hello there. Exactly. Wonderful. So alternating members. Last last week we had Jay and Naomi. This week I've got J.D. and Matt. See, I'm switching it up. I'm keeping it fresh, dear listener. Um, the last week was the first one I'd missed this year. We you did know, reference unlike all that. the other slackers. Yeah, we did Mark reference Packham. that. It was a very rare week where Matt Knight wasn't actually on an episode. He's so consistent. I, um, I'm sort of like, you know, on radio shows, they have like the producer that sits next to the main host that occasionally just like says useful things. I'm, I'm mm. sort of that. I'm the, you know, the person normally in the corner. <laughs> Self-appointed. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you actually do? I can't, you went, did you go away? I, yes, I, I, I went to stay I went to stay in rural Suffolk. Um, ah. So my parents uh, used to run a B&B, um, which is a separate house on the side of their house, which they don't do anymore. Um, so we went to go stay there and live in the countryside. Oh, um, lovely. And meant we could stay socially distant um, and also just enjoy not tall buildings and green grass I, I honestly the craziest thing for me was um going for a run so i'm training for a, a half marathon at the moment and sometimes when i've done long runs in london the next day i'll be like oh my chest like feels like i've i've you know i've, I've had a night on the, the cigarettes and then um i just realized that doing the same distance 
in the countryside and then coming back the next day, I was like, I feel great. It's the pollution. Really? You forget wow. how polluted London actually is, like, most of the time. Um, near where you, have, I you, have you noticed anything like that, JD, going from... Because you were quite a, quite a rural end of, uh, of California, uh, you know, before here. Yeah, I, well, I mean, like... I don't, I mean, I haven't really noticed it, but I've only really been here since it's, you know, there's been less traffic. So, yeah, it's, it still feels like fairly fresh to me. Though I, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I am in inner London and I, it, it's definitely like city ish, but like it's not, you know, like it's not LA, yeah, you know, which is where I was. <laughs> and then, um, and then, you know, like, yeah, it's not it's not Palm Springs, so it's not like desert freshness. But I mean, that had its own brand of there's just dust in your lungs all the time from desert. So you <laughs> yes. know, like, yes, yeah. Yes, I it, um, I think Brixton Hill, which is right near where uh, I live, I think last year hit its pollution quota for the year by the end of January. Wow, it's just like <laughs> that, is, that is pretty impressive. That, yeah, yeah, that sounds that's impressive. Uh, I think that yeah, I think it was 2019 because obviously 2020, like everything just just stopped. But um, yeah, no, it was nice. It was nice to get away and um, have a bit of a break. And I took the harmony with me, the Juno. You took the Juno, and, oh. and I because I was like. What perfect yeah, travel got, guitar. I know we've got a small car, and I was like, I need, I'm going away for like ten days. It's like need to have a guitar, so I got that and a pair of Boisarets. And I tell you what, that harmony, ten out of ten. It, it really is. They are so. <laughs> and the thing is, you know, not just uh, not just saying it. I honestly, because I've, I've seen a few people uh, on YouTube and stuff like having them for review or and things like that, and I'm like. I honestly, I'd say it's a best buy, like for under a grand, even over a grand, up to two grand. The yeah. only thing that comes close is my music man. I yeah, think. I, I, I and, but that is the point about the Harmony Juno is you're right. A comparable guitar is your two and a half thousand pound music man. And this guitar only just crests the, the thousand pound yeah. mark, the Juno. I actually, uh, this is, you know, I did not expect this to be the case, but I, I think I prefer the Juno to the Silhouette, even though it's only marginal. It's very marginal. Um, it's... It, it's just the the neck on the on the Juno is just unbelievable. That that sort of rich dark yeah. rosewood neck and the um th- those incredible gold foil P90s. I bang on about those P90s all the time on Instagram, but it really is just like any time I, I it's become my guitar that sits next to my desk that I yeah, just I'm get ideas same. down on straight onto straight into my DAW, and uh, it's just like every time I pick it up, I'm like. Nothing sounds as articulate as this. Nothing in no. all the guitars that I have. I um, the only minor thing I would change is I would have an unfinished rosewood neck. Uh, I just know oh, I started playing no, it a lot. It it just gets a bit like I, grubby. But yeah. apart from that, it, it I mean it's so minor. I'd love a baritone version because sometimes <laughs> I'm like I wish I had this in like different tunings. The neck dive um, on a baritone Juno. <laughs> oh, it'd be ridiculous. You might it's like that bit in ZZ Top, you know, ZZ Top got the guitars that spin round. 
they're on like that strap and then they can literally like flip them 360 like that's what it'd be like it just like dip all the way down and the force would just swing it all the way back to your hand again um but honestly i'm i'm so impressed i'm i'm just i'm in fact i'm beyond impressed (laughs) i think with that um yeah sounds great plays great straight out of the box as well so it was that was a great guitar to take and because it comes in the little travel bag the little mono case the little mono that's, bag. that's yeah. kind of fitted specifically for well, yeah what a perfect guitar to take with you and kind of the ideal partner for wazarez as well um yeah yeah i sounded i was sort of lost you know for, for hours it was just it was great but even unplugged i think that's the thing that is almost a winner for me it's just unplugged you know when i was I had to do a couple of days of work while I was away and just having it next to my desk and like you're saying, just being able to pick up and play and, and sort of be loud enough unplugged. I was like, yeah, super impressed. So I would say for anyone who's got some money burning a hole in their pocket, um, it's definitely worth a... I think that's one of those few things I could say you could blind buy and I think 99% of people would be would be super happy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That actually segues quite nicely into the plugin of the week, to be honest, because um, the plugin of the week this week is something that I have been coupling specifically with the Harmony Juno. Um, and we're going back to Plugin Alliance uh, for this because it is uh, Plugin Alliance and their Brainworks, uh, which is, you know, their 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 brand that make their plugins their brainworks friedman ds40 um now of course you know we've spoken tons about like neural dsp they've definitely been like neural dsp have been our go-to plugin for for amplifiers but i really enjoyed the plugin alliance ampeg um svt classic and i found myself more than not using that as my standard bass amplifier and so i thought well maybe i'll check out one of the guitar amps that they've done they've done the friedman ds40 they've done another friedman as well i can't remember which one but the ds40 is very much friedman's version of a a marshall jtm 45 so it's more that sort of led zeppelin zz top sort of thing and it is an absolutely fantastic i did not expect it to be i expected it to be just a great sounding sort of rock and roll amp thing but it was it was kind of it it was so much more than that because the 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 well the the plugin alliance version of this comes with 105 high-end recording chains uh, chains that you can flick between so different different options inspired by different records and different classic players but you also have access to the um to the effects chain the effects rack sorry uh which includes like a lo-fi delay a noise gate tight and smooth filters a power soak some pre and power amp bias bits and bobs but it it essentially makes this an incredibly versatile rock and roll amplifier. And just as an option for reamping, I think this is a fantastic doubler. Like, you know, even for the purists, even for people who don't want to rely on your guitar tone from a plugin in your DAW, just as something that you can reamp through, I think this is absolutely incredible um and it's currently like 40 bucks instead of 150 bucks which is very good i would nice uh, yeah i'm a i am a big fan yeah i, I, I mean i'm a big fan of the friedman stuff anyway so sounds like a winner yeah i i mean and i like i i have loads of plug-in lion stuff and like one of the like one of my main uh reamping 
uh, plugins I use is is their Chandler Limited, uh, which is the the GAV nineteen T, um, which is same sort of feature set too, but it's just like. Again, you hit it out of the park, Joe, with the, the whole, like, just being able to, to reamp. And spe- like, I, I really don't like getting my tone straight from plugins, but being able to take a guitar part and just duplicate it and throw on a different amp, or if it's something else, just to, like, when you're mixing in there as well, like, just be able to have something that gives a different flavor and a different depth is, is super cool and important and also like just being able to like have a really great sounding guitar amp if you're just noodling away like practicing something like being able to play through it is yeah this one this one sounds great and i may pick it up as well it does look very good i mean to be honest i had not checked out the chandler limited gav 19t which i've just typed in this looks absolutely fantastic it's it's incredible <laughs> like it's i mean it's really it's really great like their their actual amp is you know is boutique but it, the idea that like you have like the the preamp bias that you can control on it which is on the in the real life version as well but this one um has power soak like you said but also has like noise gates and stuff like built in so it's just like one less plugin that you'll need um and then the other thing is it's i oftentimes will have like a an already recorded uh distorted guitar tone but i'll take and flick off the the preamp and the power amp sections and really just run through a lot of the the cab sims again just to give that same sort of depth or to to give it you know like to be able to put a little like marshall 412 like through a ribbon or something on it just to give something else a bit a bit more depth like in the in the spectrum and yeah like i i think both of these are as far as just having like really great amp plugins that don't have loads of other things on them like the chandler i know has built-in delay but there's not a lot of anything else it's just a really good amp head and cab sims that you're using and i and i think now it, i think that one's on sale um yeah. it's 30 yeah. bucks that one yeah it, this it looks great i don't actually know anything about the the the, the real chandler amp i've not come across it at all but i l- like it you know it says that this is that, that it will do the selma vox and marshall thing yeah. um which is great plus 75 different impulse responses so there's a massive choice of like speaker cabs and 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 mic placements for it as well i mean all of this stuff has like 14 day demos as well so you know dear listener if you do want to check it out you can can do for free yeah i just uh so chandler limited is like well known in like studio circles so they do a lot of the the modern reproductions of like a lot of the the abbey road stuff like in hardware versions and microphones so they're um, and those are, you know, two, three grand for a compressor kind of stuff. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> and they have a couple of drive, like I have a drive and a boost pedal that I have been eyeballing for about five plus years that I still haven't gotten yet. And I am 
a bit bummed I didn't just pick one up when it was easier uh, when I was in the U.S. before coming here where they're more rare and more expensive. So. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Everything's 20% more expensive over here. Yeah, certainly now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, now, Matt Knight, you were, you, you were sharing something mad on, on the group the other day, which I haven't... I haven't checked out at all, so I assume you know you're going to tell us about it. Yeah, so I um, was just browsing through um, YouTube at Modular Synths, um, as you do, and I got served a, a, a video for a new product that came out the same day um, from a brand I've never heard of, um, but it's almost like they designed it exactly for me. Um, this is a brand that's part Russian, part Polish, called Soma Laboratory. Um, and it's worth checking out, having a read on the website, because they have a little bit of a story. Um, but they also work to um, a bunch of different philosophies. So their background is part music, part art. So everything that they sort of build is based around sort of not really conforming to like standards of like building a synthesizer or building a drum machine. It's much more about kind of taking the spirit of the world around you and developing something. Um, and so a lot of the synths, the, the original one that they released is like really weird compared to a lot of other synths about how it's like designed. Right. But they take design elements from sort of ussr um like built machines you know back you know you see all these crazy like russian synths and echo machines and things like that yeah and um they build some mad stuff so their new product is a guitar related product in some ways it's a looper uh, called the cosmos which is they call it a drifting memory station designed <laughs> to work with meditative states through music so it's a looper in the sense that it records what you plug into it. So it has an um, in and an out, so you can plug an your guitar in into an amp. Right. Um, but what it does is it modulates the loop over time. So it's, it's effectively what they've done is taken the uh, philosophy of Frippertronics and things like Brian Eno's Music for Airports and built that into a looper. Um, so if you record a simple guitar phrase, it's just like six notes, it, it will drift over time depending on how you set controls. So you can then start layering stuff and then they'll be sort of out of sync, but then they'll come back into sync as they loop round. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. So it's six. <laughs> yes, yeah, and just plug them into each other. So it basically, as they put it, generates a rich, fluid, and evolving soundscape for ambient music. Um, you can play an entire uh, solo concert while being spontaneous without studio-prepared sequences, backing tracks, or other things, and the reflection of here and now. Um, it's well worth checking out. Um, I'd never heard of the brand before, watched the demos, and was like, this thing is... It's just amazing. I, I'm sure we're going to see maybe a few of the ambient uh, guys on YouTube and stuff pick one of these up. But it's got an on-the-fly high-pass and low-pass filter, um, reverse. On a foot switch as well. On that's... a foot switch as well. So you can actually like filter stuff on the uh, on the fly. You've got like blur control, how much the, the loops drift. Um, and also what I think is very cool 
is a kind of like a feedback control. So when it's all the way up, the loops will continue on forever. As you turn it down, the loops will have a lifespan. So it's a bit like um, the way the old Line 6 DL4 works. It's only a certain amount of memory inside. So if you layer like 10 loops, the first one starts to get really quiet and then eventually dies out as you overdub more. Um, so you can do the same thing with this. So you can have a piece of music actually evolve over time because you're not just repeating that first phrase eventually that will die out as you record new loops on top so yeah it's like the ultimate ambient loop tool um which i think is is wicked it's not available yet i think it's coming early summer 480 euros um, which is expensive but I, i i don't know i'm i'm sort of i'm sort of into it i think it's um it's expensive it's some- for a looper, but when you think about the the, I guess the possibilities of a tool like this, yeah. Um, but um, the other thing, which I think, I mean, this thing is is uh, is mad. But I know Joe, we talked in the home recording series about field recordings. So they also make something called the ether. So the ether is a wideband receiver that makes it possible to perceive the electromagnetic landscape around you. So what? they cla- they class this as an anti-radio. So instead of being tuned to a specific station, it receives all the interference and radiation that traditional radio tries to emit in order to keep the signal clean. So everything around us has a you know electromagnetic field and it varies and this is basically a microphone that picks that up with an output that you can then plug straight into a recorder. Um it's pocket sized so it's really tiny you can carry it around with you but people can like I've I've watched a video of a guy like basically like going up to different trees and the sound change and taking it for a walk in the woods, <laughs> running it over like electrical sockets and things like that to get like different sounds. Um and then like running that, then reamping that through like delays and reverbs to create all of these amazing backing tracks. I was like, this is the ultimate and you don't even need to play it, don't even need to play an instrument. You literally play the world around you um so i was like we have to we have to get one we have to try it out it's absolutely mad they're 110 euros um i'm in i'm in yeah i mean for 110 like that feels that feels reasonable if these would have been like if you would have been like 700 i probably still would have been quite intrigued but i've been like i'm gonna i'm gonna hold off for a second but yeah yeah, for yeah. That, at that price, it's worth investing in it. Yeah, yeah, it's well, um, a, mad. Yeah, so so much stuff you can do with it to be like, oh, listen to the sound of my preamp played yeah. through this <laughs> this recorder. It's um, yeah, I mean, the possibilities for like field recording and doing different stuff is um, it's mad. But yeah, absolutely worth checking out. Soma Laboratory, S O M A, S O M A, on the interwebs. I'm just imagining now there's going to be like some video of some guy that's has a band where he just he just plays with trees 
and it's it's going to be one of those things that's going to be incredible or it's i'm gonna <laughs> eye roll and just like kick things yeah it'll be just almost like oh listen to the natural world and trees and you're like oh come on <laughs> <laughs> it, it reminds me actually i've mentioned this before on the podcast but it reminds me of my my friend andy who was the uh the keyboard player in a band called monsters build me robots and he um uh it he they had like a, a an opening set that that, that was free. Uh, sorry, there was a there was a set time that was free at a festival, and Andy was like, "Well, I've got a solo project," and the the organizer was <laughs> like, "Okay, yeah, fine, we'll have that." And it, it was him, uh, uh, kind of ramming jack leads into the sort of veins of his arm, and then making fists and running that through loads of effects and. Uh, sort of manipulating that but he was basically like licking jack leads or pressing them against himself <laughs> and then manipulating those sounds for 30 minutes it was great it was, <laughs> it was fantastic and simultaneously one of the weirdest things i've ever seen at about 11 a.m on a sunday morning <laughs> yeah i um <laughs> just literally just reminded me of one of the few gigs that i have ever played i played a ba- i played at What's that weird little club in Brighton, Joe, that's on London Road? It's like a exclusive club sort of like venue. What the hell is it called? You had to be a member to go there. But it was like a... I think it was like, yeah, it was like a vegan cafe, but I, I cannot remember what it's called now. Cowley. The Cowley Club, that's it. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Oh, that was it. Um, I played a gig there once and... There was a band supported um, <laughs> called Toe, but not the Toe that you think of, <laughs> a different band called Toe, um, an experimental noise rock band from Ipswich. Uh, and they, There's a tagline. <laughs> yeah. They were literally two, two fellas that just made noise for 40 minutes and then wouldn't get off the stage. They sat on the floor for the entire thing and it was just delay feedback. And it was like, you know, it started off in the first few minutes. I was like, this is cool. And then like 40 minutes in, I'm like, yeah, can you get off so we can like plug in, please? Um, so weird. It's one of the weirdest, weirdest gigs I've, I've ever been to, I think. Yeah. Our friends at Isotope have just made their portable recording solution, the Spire Studio, even better. Designed with simplicity and ease of use at its core, the Spire Studio gives you access to obscenely good and alarmingly advanced recording quality without needing prior knowledge of a DAW or access to a high-spec computer or a bunch of plugins. The second-generation Spire Studio ups the stakes by offering ultra-low noise preamps that offer smoother, quieter recording and increased storage capacity. There's also Spire Pro, an optional subscription service accessed via the iOS app, which includes audio repair technology from Isotope's RX software, so you can fix noise, popping, clipping, and plosive issues, and personalized sound check feature that listens and learns from your voice and environment. Record anywhere, whenever inspiration strikes. Check them out at isotope.com. I mean, in a much less weird, but still... I think one of the the best weird gigs I ever saw was a is a synth band uh, called Fart Barf um, from LA <laughs> wow. that I just highly recommend anyone check out because I mean they have like catchy tunes as well like they're great but yeah I mean Fart Barf great name great name <laughs> that is a that is a strong solid name solid oh, name dear. yes indeed. <laughs> 
Um, now uh, we we should uh, we should do some news. There have been some exciting bits and bobs that have come out this week. Actually, but before we do that, a couple of things. I, I keep forgetting to do this at the at the start of the episode. But welcome to Julie McFarling, who's joined us on uh, on Patreon. Thank you very much for for signing up to. Uh, to patreon dear listener if you want to join us as well you can at patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds and julie feel free to get in touch with us and ask us any questions let us know things that you'd like us to cover on the podcast i'm trying to do that a little bit more on the patreon in fact i should precursor this uh by it was it was suggested that i say whose questions are going to be answered on the patreon i think probably this week we're going to be doing another from ben caffrey he tends to ask some great questions so we're going to open with uh, a question about um about um amp sims uh for his pedal board so we're gonna open with that and then we'll we'll take it from there but so i built a board this week it's kind of getting closer to um us being able to rehearse again i've actually got tours booked for the end of this year and next year you know whether or not they'll happen or not is another thing but nonetheless there are tours you know my band's gonna be touring again so I, I was like, right, I need to put together my pedal board, a proper touring pedal board. And I've got some, you know, some fantastic boards here to to build stuff on. But I wanted something uh, that was going to be kind of small and portable. So um, I've popped together something on my custom pedal boards board, Matt. Um, and uh, uh, I'm using my MS3. You know, my boss MS3 is an absolute essential but I was trying to add a few more drives. Oh, believe it or not, I've got my clean sound is now going to be the uh, the Dimension Chorus, the uh, the the DC two. Why am I forgetting that? DC two W. There we go. Right, I don't know why that left. That's going to be my clean sound now. I'm looking forward to that. But anyway, I was kind of looking for a couple of new drives, and I've gone for my normal drive, which is my standard sound. You know, there's always drive on. I'm going for the the Ashdown double shot which is their super simple it's like less than 100 quid it's a drive where you have a two band eq bass and treble and then you have drive controls for the bass and the treble which i find quite helpful it means i can kind of uh, keep some of those low i mean it's almost an alternative to having a blend control because it means you can keep your low end quite clean um and sort of drive drive the high end a little bit more it's it, it's quite good but I started looking around for like a bigger drive sound, like a second drive or distortion or fuzz. Probably not fuzz because it's not, you know, sort of dynamic, doesn't cut through enough. And we've got loads of Guitar Nerds pedals here. So I was going through all the different stuff that we had. And so many drive pedals, of course, you know, if they're not designed for bass and they don't have a blend, you just end up losing all your low end, especially with kind of the more high gain esque ones and i did eventually settle on um the old blood noise endeavors fault now we have the fault mark one they've of course released a mark two which has faders um to control everyone the loves a fader everyone loves a fader yeah. yeah it's true but i absolutely love it there's two gain stages on it i actually found plenty of videos online of bass players being like yeah actually th and this is after i'd sort of tried it and been like this sounds really good on bass i found loads of videos where people are going this pedal's actually accidentally fantastic for bass um but really good i've never been happier with a big drive tone Ugh, the point of this is i wanted to ask like what like what are each of you using as your kind of main 
big what is your big drive pedal because i've never really looked for one i've always just had one drive this is the first time i'm going to be tearing drives inspired by you jd because of course you have you have a, a number of drives that make up the bulk of your board so i thought yeah i'd just ask what you know what is everyone's go-to big massive drive jd planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Uh, yeah, so I mean, it really changes again because i have so many ones but i mean my my favorite is probably my vintage harmonic percolator um do you not and find because i've got a, a frederick effects um yeah. uh harmonic percolator it's called the utility percolator and that is the uh, very much the official version of the or it's it's certainly official as in it's the same circuit um yeah. and i found that was incredibly thin like unless i was going to be running some sort of uh some sort of a b thing so with mine so it's again sliders the two sliders um with mine if i'm running it just as like a a drive and i'm not going like full-on like just like sort of full-on out there um distortion a la shellac or something like i'll i'll keep the um the actual gain like drive setting like really low so like anything around like 20 30 percent and then just like cranking the level um gives like a really really warm kind of fuzzy like the thing i like about like vintagey fuzz like the that is the warmth um it, it really just sort of like puts a lot of you get a little bit of breakup um but not too much it just really makes it growlier I find at least on mine. And then, um, but most of the time I run sort of like 50, you know, anywhere between 50 and 100. If, I, if I'm going for, I want this to cut through and sizzle sort of, sort of drive. But like, I find like that pedal in and of itself is, has such a range that I can use it for that very subtle or very intense um, 
And those are nice because they, you know, like the the harmonic percolator circuit only affects half of the the wave. So it's, I, I think it's the, I can't remember if it's the even or odd order harmonics that it's that it's really clipping. Um, so that gets it so that you know it, it, which is why I think one of the reasons it's one of the sans blend pedals that just really works for bass anyway. Um, but other, I mean, other drives that I've been using quite a bit are. I have one of the new tube um, tube screamers that I like quite a oh, bit. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Uh, um, Did they do which, one specifically for bass, or or is that n- no? But it's got um, it's got blends and it's got it's got a few different like uh, other sort of bonus tone options that you don't often get. And and I think it it feels a little rounder to me, like on um, in the the bottom end and stuff. So that sort of if I just want a tiny bit of breakup that I'll use that. Um, Cause I, again, like I love tube screamers, but like on bass, I find they're really just kind of like not enough or anything there. But then, you know, the other things like the MXR um, bass distortion, I like that a lot. Um, and that then was honest- so popular for so many years, the, the yeah. MXR based distortion. I think it was one of the only ones, mainly, but uh, it was kind of that or the, the Boss ODB for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I was just trying to look at my, my box of what, <laughs> what I've been running recently. But I mean, honestly, like, I know we're just asking about like drives and stuff, but like the other thing I've been using quite a bit is the, um, the red beard effects, honey badger, which is technically an octave fuzz, but it's, it's not how I usually use a fuzz. So it's the more moderny kind of fuzz. Um, and for me, um, at certain settings, it really, it really gets to the same place that I would use for distortion, like where I want, the bass to sort of be a bit more trebly or cut through like a dense drum or dense like keyboard um, kind of mix, something like that. Like I've been, I've been using it quite a bit as sort of my main general breakup pedal. Right. Um, yeah. Which is really interesting. Cause you know, like I, I really like that big warm woolly like wall of sound, like fuzz. And this, can do similar things but it but it it's not that you know and there's the two flavors of fuzz and then but uh, being able to like turn down this it just i found it I, for me it's been very versatile so i'm really into that as well those are my main ones at the moment mm, I, cool i i think i might yeah. have to revisit the the frederick effects uh utility percolator off the back of, of of you saying that like i don't know if this one will work exactly the same certainly i did find it maybe like it was thinning out the sound a little bit too much for me but maybe that was more in my control of it than anything else i might try just sort of like a just toning it down a little bit and see if i can get some good sounds out of it yeah. in a more subtle sense yeah it's worth a shout yeah yeah for sure what about you matt big drive i was having this conversation with myself over the last week (laughs) because i i have like five four five drive pedals on my board and then a new drive pedal came out last week which i think we might talk about a bit in the news and i'm like I just like having lots of options on my pedal board because obviously I use an ESA and I like to have a, a fuzz and then I really like the hyper fuzz, which is like a fuzz, but it's got the octave up thing. Um, but I like having a Marshall in a box type thing. Um, so I'm sort of like really torn a lot of the time to just like what I would use. At the moment, I'm using the old Marshall 
governor just because of that kind of like hot rodded sort of marshal in a box type the original marshal in a box i guess um for that sort of high gain gary moore type thing right but i'm really into um for the low gain stuff i'm using this decibelix golden horse which is is a clone clone but it's it's amazing the mini pedal yeah because the guy um bases tests or ab's every single one that he hand makes with his original one so the circuit that he's based off is is the one that he has um because obviously there's like you know parts tolerance and all of that so he goes specifically off his so i've got that almost as like an almost always on type thing um but for big drive at the moment yeah it tends to be the governor um but i struggle with like what two or three drives do i want on my board and then i end up having like four or five and then i end up only using one most of the time um so i don't know i'm tempted to just have another board with a few more drive options and then have my big board with just a couple um because my big board's got a lot more of the kind of ambient you know ridiculous guitar pedals on it um that need a bit more space but i'm i'm, I'm always flipping between because I, I love drive i've got more drives than anything um any other pedal because i tend to find that i've got a delay i really like and a you know a reverb that i really like but i've always got loads of different drive pedals and they all sound really good like i wish i could have my 70s big muff on my pedal board more but i'm just like it takes up so much space <laughs> it's just a bit <laughs> a bit ridiculous um i remember seeing there's uh one of my favorite and craziest uh musicians is henry Ka- the free jazz musician henry kaiser um and i remember seeing a picture of one of the pedal boards that he had built that had 30 drives on it so for recording he's like all my drive pedals are just here and i'm just like that is amazing when you've got a studio and enough money to just have a pedal board just of drive pedal so you you've <laughs> always got the choice um but i i'm kind of thinking about putting the I've got the Bliss Factory, the Chase Bliss Bliss Factory. Think about putting that back on my pedal board. I know my one criticism was that the volume control isn't universal. It's per patch. And although if you set it, because quite often you might find that at a sound check or something, you're like, oh, this one's slightly too quiet or whatever. You kind of got to go in and then resave it, hmm. um, which is slightly annoying. Um, Always- because obviously always the thing i think so often with like digitally minded pedals that almost gets missed almost as if these sorts of things are designed for bedroom players instead of gigging musicians and it's the biggest argument for kind of you know simple real world rotary control stuff is you tend to lose that on the fly ability with a lot of the more complex pedals Mm, mm. yeah so it's that that's that is a bit of a shame but then i i don't know it does sound wicked and it's got some crazy sounds on it, so I'm like, oh, maybe I'll go back to that. As a, I'm, that's why I'm keen to try. Um, have you? Have we got one now, Joe, on loan? The Jackson Audio Fuzz. Um, we have, we have indeed. Because obviously that's uh, got the modules and it's got the switchable octave up. Because um, yes. I love my Dan Drive Secret Weapon, um, but I also love my Boss Hyper Fuzz because one does a really good fuzz sound and one does a really good octave up fuzz sound. And although you don't use them both together. Um, it's sort of like I like having the option of both. I like yeah. I like having all the pedals I use the most on a pedal board, even if I wouldn't necessarily go out and use them all in one one gig. Um, but now that I'm sort of getting a bit more of a home recording setup done, I kind of want to have a 
a pedal board under the desk that's maybe got a bunch of nine volts plugged in and there's a bunch of cables there and then I can just like reamp and try stuff really quickly. Um, so I can actually get use out of some of the stuff that sort of sits in the shelves or on boxes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's exactly what you are. I think maybe this is this the thirty drive pedal board is really making me thinking. Maybe I need to get an absolutely massive pedal board instead of having all these small ones. Yeah, I um, if 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 I had the space and then the time to do it, I would sort of do what I started doing a while ago and then ran out of space, which was um, have um, a small rack unit with like a couple of rack shelves in it and um, like a patch bay and then just wire everything into a patch bay. Um, my friend's got that in his his studio and works really well. So like one drawer is for drives, one drawer's got delays and reverbs in it. And then he can just patch stuff in when he's recording. So he's got all of the pedals that he likes to use just sort of wired up and ready to go. Because um, he's like, oh, I'm never, you know, he's only really in the studio. So he's like, oh, I don't have to dig it out and like plug it in all the ones I want to use are sort of sort of there. And it's not too expensive. You can buy a relatively cheap sort of metal-framed, you know, 8 or 10U rack case, and the sliding drawers are about 40 quid, and away you go. Mm, so it's always, a- always an alternative option. Oh, that's a good idea. That is a good idea. Well, some, something to think about. Anyway, we should uh, let's talk about some news, because there are some incredibly cool things uh, that have come out this uh, this week. Oh, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start. Um, should, we, should, we, should we keep it on effects for now, seeing as we mentioned, uh, yeah. mentioned we've been talking about drives? Let's talk about origin effects. Yes, so I guess this sort of leads directly into uh, to what I was just saying was, um, so I love my revival trem which is the uh based on a sort of classic fender with the the trem circuit in the bias trem circuit and before all of that origin had the revival drive which was this huge monster of a pedal had 28 controls on it basically um you know class uh class a discrete circuitry so it responded just like a valve amp gave you all the ridiculous controls you could want to dial it in and everyone went it's just too difficult <laughs> to really <laughs> dial in. So they have ended up coming up with the uh, RD Compact. But when they had the bigger one, they also did a hot-rodded version, sort of taking inspiration from the amp modders of the 70s and 80s who did stuff to guys like Eddie Van Halen's Marshalls and things like that. They've now brought that, the RD Compact Hot Rod, into a small box. So just six simple controls, um, revival drive, but the hot-rodded version. So this is much more like your modded plexis, your old modded Marshalls of the 70s and 80s to give you sort of more gain um, from those what would have been non-master volume amps. Now, you can get some low-gain sounds out of it, but this does all the kind of, like, classic, like, shreddy tones, I guess, uh, which I which I really like. I'm sort of a massive fan of the sort of Van Halen thing and the sort of real high-gain marshals. Um, and it sounds great. I mean, a really reasonable price, £320. Um, I mean, they're built amazingly well. You know, they just feel so incredibly solid. They are um, very premium. They are. They're probably, I would say, one of the most premium effects out there, just in terms of the build and the and the feel. Um, but just great, great to dial in. I mean, the Revival Trim doesn't have a bad sound in it at all. Um, 
And I get the feeling that this is going to be much of the same. You know, um, watching a couple of the demos out there, Rabia and Pete Thorne sounds amazing. Um, so I'm really keen to to try. And as they say, classic amp topology. Um, so the controls are very much like what you would get on an amplifier. Um, and if you're doing a lot of home recording, obviously you've got the um, the post-drive EQ controls. So if you're going into a very bright amp like a Fender, you can set it to... Uh, You've got the control for that. Then also, if you're going into something a bit more mid-ranged, you you can uh, set the control for that, and it adjusts the output slightly. And then there's like a, a shelving EQ that you can adjust, so you can tailor it just to your amplifier, or you can put it in the power amp mode uh, and then run it straight into a speaker sim, which I think is very, very cool. So for direct recording, you can go into that, into your interface, and uh, run a couple of speaker sims, and away you go. Um, so yeah, great for recording as well. But I'm another, so glad to see the hot rodded version. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kind of starting off another year of great stuff from Origin Effects. They played an absolutely blinding 2020. Um, you know, with the revival trim and the what was the vibrato version called? The Magna Magma the, 57. Yeah, the Magma 57. Yeah. Um, yeah, really exciting. I really love them to do a bass drive. You know, I'd really like to see that. Their bass compressor is is absolutely, you know, the the best compressor uh, I own. It's really, really, really good. Um, I'd love to see them expand the, their range in that direction. But what an absolutely fantastic company! Um, this looks yeah. really cool. So um, I'm I'm keen to get my hands on one and, and give it a go, but it sounds like it could it could be my my big drive as we were just uh, we were just talking about. <laughs> yes, yes. Now a brand that we we love dearly on uh, the Guitar Nerds podcast, Ernie Ball Music Man have recently announced their 2021 collection, and I just thought it'd be cool if we talked about kind of some of the best bits from that. Um, JD, why don't you introduce the range? yeah yeah so i mean it's gonna be i mean primarily just like amazing colorways that they've announced for you know the the new colors for the saber stingray bongo um special stingray five colors um cutlass one of my faves like everything's just sort of really really out there with some really nice um just amazing colors and finishes that you know like it's one of those things i've said like ernie ball consistently surprised but you know like finishes are great um and the bongo is just not my cup of tea everyone uh <laughs> but what? like in the sense that i i what? just don't understand how how that how people love it so much uh, do people it's, it's such a weird one that's like stayed on i think when you think that like the saber bass is discontinued and i absolutely loved that yeah but the bongo seems to survive everything i mean i think it's one of the things like it looks like nothing else out there yeah i guess and so. I, I i just i just i the it boggles the mind like the people that play because it, it looks like a weird sci-fi video you know like if it was made for like a one-off video or something like 
you know, like a video that was meant to look like 2020 in like 1997 or, or like the <laughs> Michael Jackson scream video. If they had like a bass player playing this one, you'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I get it. That makes sense. It'd be beigey or something, but like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just like, I, um, I wondered yeah. if it had something to do with John Myung from Dream Theater because he always yeah. played a bongo. He played a six string bongo. Six string bongo. Yeah. 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 And I mean, and you know, he, he's done loads of interviews where he talks about like it's the best playing bass that he's had and like and everything and i'm and I'm, sh- I'm sure that's it but it's just again you know looking at it yeah. it's such a weird like everything about it just feels like like intentionally space you know like ooh, we're we're futury times yeah. it's weird yeah, yeah i guess it's it, it strikes me as uh i think you sort of said it a bit there but if you got that from a quote unquote boutique builder you know some guy that makes you know a few bases a year and has a kind of futuristic design it'd be like yeah. four or five times the price so i guess people who yeah. want that oh, sort yeah. of like more modern base you know but without spending crazy money on something that's maybe uh you know just w- one person in there workshop um i guess yeah. it's a nice a nice option but I, I wonder if yeah there's a big of because i mean joe when we were there before oh you were there as, as well i think joe you weren't you they were saying yeah. that the john petrucci is their biggest selling model by like five to one <laughs> or something crazy yeah. uh, and i wonder if there is a bit of the uh the dream theater effect on that base as well maybe oh, could well be i'm I'm sure I'm sure there is. It's just yeah, it's it's one of those things like the other thing is like it could go the complete opposite way and look like a an interesting like 60s Soviet era base or something, you know, like before anything had really been kind of standardized in a way you you know like it looks like <laughs> yeah. something you could you could see and be like, "Oh yeah." Yeah, I mean like so if if it would and actually so while we're on the bongo, one of the colors they do, uh, new for this for twenty one, is harvest orange, which is like an orange. Um, it's an orange burst, so orange and like dark brown or black burst, but it's like an orange metal flake, and it looks absolutely incredible. And I will say the 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 actual like the the burst on this just really highlights all of the shape of the bongo like all the different angles and everything (laughs) and and it also but it's like in a weird way it looks so much cooler and also so much weirder just in in that in that orange burst like it looks it looks like traditional but it almost in one of those like alternative reality futures you know where you know like the the what ifs like what if the nazis had won and you know and it's like this is what bases look like in the new weird world (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely it's uh i love the finish harvest orange is super cool but yeah and some yeah some of the the other ones there's a the powder blue and tort uh scratch plates that they're doing on a lot of the like the cutlass uh which is the stratty style one it's just i love that guitar that that looks amazing. I mean, the other thing is like the finishes they do for the Stingrays, especially like the Stingray baseline, is it's it, it's got to be like super frustrating to not be a bass player and like see some of these finishes and be like, I wish I could have this on guitar. Like that Amethyst Sparkle, which is like a a 
lavendery lilac metal flake the <laughs> that they've um, got pictured with like gold hardware yeah, yeah. but a white oh, pickup with gold yeah. uh pole pieces <laughs> oh, i mean a white a white pickup with gold pole pieces may be my new standard <laughs> that i put on everything yeah like yeah there's just there's just so many really interesting like cool things they're out they're doing like the stingrays you know you get different flavors with like one or two of the you know like music man style pickups and um and just like the amount of versatility you get with those bases and certainly once they you know when they came out with that the redesign a few years ago when we were there and it's like just made everything more elegant and more yeah. up to today's spec versus you know like you know like mid late 70s it was heavyweight like mm-hmm. he- heavy chunky big and like now it's like oh like um i'm doing this for our dear american listeners aluminum um <laughs> hardware and everything else like that you just it's just like oh just and just like shaving off a bit of the body and just like rounding places it's just like yeah they're they're just they're just so cool also i don't know if, if you can see it and this is great for a podcast but the forest green that they do which looks like it has a bit of a burst on it just because it gets darker around the edges and everything like that green looks incredible yeah it's fan- the color range is amazing i love the fact that they've got the extremes in things like the forest green the amethyst sparkle but then they've they've kept in some of those more traditional edges with things like the burnt ends which is very much yeah, like a, oh, yeah. a two-tone burst they've done it on an ash body it's the the most beautiful brown taut guard i've ever seen on on, yeah. on that particular model all of these things coupled with the baked maple or torrified maple necks and headstocks. It's just such a stunning range of guitars oh, yeah. and basses. Yeah, that was another thing I wanted to mention. Like that they have on like that raspberry burst one, like with the uh the black the black face it's on like the black to red, yeah. Yeah. It's like such an interesting uh, like weird it, it gave me like weird throwback vibes to like late 90s early 2000s when like that was the thing everyone was kind of doing and it's like it's just interesting to sort of see like those kinds of aesthetics creep back in you know with like black on black on black with like some sort of like uh quite colorful base you know like that, that you would see and it was like around the time that you would you get that on like a lot of the like like samic bases yeah. is one of the things i was thinking about or like when washburn was really doing and you you kind of see like those you know like that that weird grunge era vibe where you were playing something that didn't look like a fender but wasn't a tobias or a you know um or a specter something yeah yeah, yeah absolutely cool. and and it looks like they're really pushing the the sabers as well the sabers are kind of top of their their list as well i'm, I'm not sure there are any new colors uh, we we had the honeysuckle for a time but the uh you know they do i think uh, um well there's there's that this is the deep blue is that one new no i think the newest one is is one. gator burst which is their the, um, green yeah dark green black green to green to green I've never been a fan of that kind of color combo, to be honest. Well, um, it's not. Yeah, it's their it's their sort of super modern. Yeah, PRS I, I, style I finishes. I think the Cobra is, is the uh, is the one for me. I think that thing looks amazing. Mm, it is. Very I lo- cool. I'm really into the bougie. 
the bougie, bougie burst. burst. <laughs> yeah. It is cool. Yeah, it is cool. very cool. But I think we should talk about one of the most important things from Music Man's yes. release. And that is another, and I can't believe it's another already, reimagining of the St. Vincent, Matt Knight. I know this, uh, well, I mean, obviously fantastic news that St. Vincent has a new album coming out. Um, I think it comes out in a couple of weeks. Daddy's Home is the name of the record. Um, May 14th. Um, if you haven't listened to the single, go and listen to it. It's amazing. Um, it's coming out on cassette and eight track. Um, I've seen that as a, a massive trend at the moment. A lot of bands seem to be doing stuff on eight track and cassette. Um, and with that... Uh, Music Man have worked with St. Vincent to provide the Goldie, the brand new reimagined St. Vincent signature guitar from Music Man. Um, so what do we have? We have the kind of classic um, body shape, um, the sort of, I don't even know how you describe it apart from the St. Vincent body shape, I guess, mm. uh, slightly squished Explorer um, in some ways, but it has a trio of newly designed Music Man gold foil mini humbucking pickups, oh, uh, which yeah. is amazing. So Comes a bit in, of a return to the originals with the pickups. Well, yeah, so they still make the original with the three pickups uh with the 2018 saint vincent but yeah. they also did an hh version yeah um and obviously they've they've done the sterling version but yeah this is the gold foil comes in cashmere which is a gold uh velveteen which is a kind of rose red and silk charmeuse um which is a kind of black so the for those of you obviously not looking at a computer at the time you're listening to this podcast, the cashmere and the velveteen look very, very close uh, to the golden red of the Harmony Juno, <laughs> um, <laughs> which I think is is amazing. I wonder with the gold foils, these look just like Harmony releases. Uh, I know. I the the cashmere, I am super super into. I think this looks yeah. amazing. Um, I've got a feeling this may be my next purchase. I wanted a St. Vincent since the first one and, uh, yeah, never got one. But one little detail, which I didn't clock at first, reverse Music Man headstock. Yeah, they've um, never done that before. Which is weird. So the four and two, where the four is usually on the top and the two is on the bottom, is the other way round. Uh, so the E and the A tuned from the top and then obviously the GB... Um, uh, D, G, B, and E tune from the bottom. Uh, Trem still got the kind of cool uh, triangle uh, volume tone, five-way switching, uh, brass saddles yes. as well, which yes, I think is new. very, very yes. cool. Um, yeah. Akume body, which is great because it's super lightweight. The sound's amazing. It's really resonant. Um, 25 and a half inch scale, 10-inch radius. I mean, the neck, you know it's going to be good. Uh, roasted maple... Sorry, well, it's, it's, it's ebony boards on the black and the cashmere, right? And then it's That's rosewood correct. on the velveteen, on, yeah. On, which is weird. Like, why? Why the neck change? Don't know. Don't know. I'm sure there's probably a reason for it. I, I mean, I, again, just coming back to when we visited um, Music Man, they did say that you know the artists play the guitars that come off the shelf. They don't make any changes. You know, and if they were like, if John Petrucci suddenly switches to playing thirteens uh, in a tour, they'll change the production run um, to thirteens. So the guitars off the shelf are exactly the same as the ones that the artists are playing on stage. So 
perhaps live she's using an ebony one and a rosewood one mm. um but I, I just think this is wicked I, i'm so because i'd sort of forgot about the uh in some ways it's forgotten about the mariposa and i was like oh i saw the sterling one and i was like oh, 700 quid like we haven't had a chance to try one yet but i'm like I'm sure it's gonna feel um as good as the the valentine but I, I like the switching. You know, you can have uh, neck in series, neck and middle in parallel, middle in series, middle and bridge in parallel, and then the bridge in series on its own. Um, yeah, I just think this thing's going to be. I think it's going to be a great guitar. I'd imagine. I think they say coming mid June. Yeah, available June. Have they put a price? No, pre-order now. But they've like put a US. Uh, one hundred and twenty-five dollars a month with a firm, is that which forever? is something, yeah, just forever, yeah, yeah, forever. Which I think is something that UK companies should start doing a lot more of. I like the fact that you can just. There seems to be a lot more finance I options mean, out there. <laughs> you see it with like Klarna and stuff like that here. Yeah, you know, like you'll get. Yeah, it's the same sort of vibe as yeah. Klarna. But um, I just think it's going to be a, just a great guitar. I mean, that's the you know, if there's one thing, one message we've pushed pushed for the last several years is that music man are incredibly consistent without losing character i think that's really important i think there's a you know there's a level where guitars can be mass manufactured and they all kind of feel a bit soulless um but they you know they're still great guitars but maybe they don't have as much character and this feels like a highly engineered guitar that they they do use a lot of machinery but there is a lot of hands-on as well that you just know is just going to be so consistent but it's just going to have so much character to it um i would say probably looking at the price of a saint vincent now two three nine nine so i reckon probably i reckon two seven yeah i could i i don't know i don't know i don't know i'd hope they'd keep it lower than that personally but i guess we'll have to wait and see but i am super excited and I am super tempted. What's your favourite colour, JD? Ah, it's it's. I, I just I can't I, I can't. Just, initially, it was going to be the um, the cashmere, but I was trying to think about what I would actually get. And I, I mean, I love ebony board, so I'd probably lean towards cashmere or the charmeuse. But I can't. I, don't, I would like to have all of them, honestly. <laughs> but I think if I think if I were to. I think the thing the thing about the only thing that's giving me like pause about the cashmere is that it's a little close to the gold foil but not as close to the gold foil like pickup covers so it sort of sets it it's that you have like gold foil cashmere like chrome hardware and brass saddles it's like <laughs> that's a, that's lot, a lot of different metals <laughs> happening yeah <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. And Matt, you're in the cashmere uh, club. Yeah, I'm firmly in the uh, I, I I don't <sighs> I've never been a massive fan of black guitars, unless it's like a heavily relict Strat or P bass. <laughs> um, and I and when I was yeah when I was looking at the harmonies, the gold it was it was mainly a toss up between the gold and the the pearl. And I've seen a few of the harmony Junos in this in the similar colour to Velveteen, and I'm like, I'm not. Don't the, know the if I'm a fan finish. of that. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, that's it's, my... I got the Juno in, in rose, and the Velveteen is my favourite out of these three. I wish it had an ebony yeah. board, but I, I love that. I love yeah. a rich red, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I was never... I f- think... Sorry, JD, go. I think... I would say, like, if... I mean, if they put a gator 
burst finish on this and made it baritone, I would buy that. <laughs> so if it, like whatever, whatever they would put in like in a baritone version of this, I would be like, that's exactly what I want. A baritone St. Vincent, so, just imagine. Yeah, a black or or I mean any I mean all of these look the fact that there are three models and they I can't decide which is because normally I could at least narrow it down to two of three. Yeah. But this is just kind of like any of them I'd be great with. I mean, these are these are just so good and they play so well and sound so good. Yeah. 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 An absolutely fantastic guitar. Well done, Music Man, again. Um, but that that is actually all the time we've got on this week's episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. You can, of course, join us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds for an entire extra episode every week. And you can become a Patreon supporter for as little as a dollar a month. A dollar will get you this episode ad free and early every week. Five dollars gets you access to the Patreon special episodes and our entire back catalogue. And ten dollars will get you the lot. Plus, I'll sing you my thanks at the end of every episode. You can find us on all your favourite social media platforms, except TikTok, obviously, and Snapchat. We're not on those ones. Um, and you can join the Guitar Nerds group on Facebook to get involved in our weekly episode discussion. Thanks very much for listening. You've been lovely. We've been the Guitar Nerds. Farewell. Bye-bye. Farewell. Goodbye. Let me tell you all about my Patreon backers Some of them are crazy, some of them are crackers Playing the guitar with the insane with the backers Modern all the squire on coast with the rappers I am the host, but I never seen a ghost No concert, he'll slay thousand clothes I just want retroness, I must confess You Patreon backers are the best It's like Eric Bond, John Conway, James Dodd, John Hackety Paul D, and Manning, Russell, Healing, Ty, Allen, Yoga, the guitarist, Carl Harris, Cloud, Lifter, and Todd Sands, Joe Hopper, John Hughes, Brian Hansen, Jane M, and Jeffrey Wax, Eric Hammer, Samuel Frost, Brian Einstein, Gavin Vander Linden, Andy Manley, Scott Udden, Robert Butterworth, Simon Milborn, Marcus Al Cadawacki, and Stuart Robson, Christian Lund, Hansen, Pete Adams, Michael McVeigh, and Eric Pyle, Peter's joke, but it rhymes with Dermot. Jack Cuffmore, Ken Sayers, Abe Matthews, Guy Topia, the band, Sean Arbo, John Anglin, Dr. Amagon, and Ernie Cooper, Russ Edwards, Nate Nagel, Stephen Burke, Aaron Sherman, Dave Lee, Jay Gray, Scott Kennedy, Blake Wyland, Christopher Loseth, Hans Ams, Derek Rich, Rob Nordvik, Steve Merkel, J.D. Short, and Brad Page, Annie McKenzie, and Robert Smith, Scott O'Brien, Paul Corrigan, let me tell you all about my Patreon backers Some of them are crazy, some of them are crackers Playing the guitar all day and saying that the back hurts Mudding all the squire on coast with the rappers I am the host, but i never seen a ghost No concert, he'll scream absolute glory I just want retroness, I must confess You Patreon backers are the best
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.